You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Good morning. I'm here at the Hamlin Ring as we kick off our sermon series, Finding God in Horizon West. In this series of sermons, we're going to explore some of the more unique areas around town. I'm going to take us to each of the six villages that make up Horizon West, helping us to love where we live. Now, for all of you who don't live here but are watching and worshiping with us, don't tune out just yet. I hope this series will help you learn about Citrus's local mission and that it'll help you look with fresh eyes at the places that you already live, work, and play. Perhaps asking the question, what is God already doing right here? So I'm starting here in the Horizon West Town Center at one of the more visible icons of the area, the Hamlin Ring, as it's called. It's located between Axum Bank and the French Cafe. Just three years ago, much of this area was still old, non-producing orange groves. You see, back in the 80s, there was a series of harsh freezes that really decimated the orange groves of the area. The citrus growers who owned the land worked together, inspired by the planning concepts called garden cities and new suburbanism, to create the master plan community that we are living into today. The hope was that the area would develop in a smart fashion, as opposed to the haphazard sprawl that can happen. Horizon West is comprised of six villages, Lakeside, Bridgewater, the town center where I am now, the Sidell area, Hickory Nut, and Ovation. If you live in the town center, let us know in the comments. The Hamlin Ring as a circle reminds me of Paul's words to the church in Ephesus. You are one body and one spirit, just as God has also called you into one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. Paul reminded the church about their unity, their circleness, as the God who is over all. The town center, like this ring, is the central hub of Horizon West. It's the place for large commercial stores and restaurants. It's the place we come to, but also come back from, to our local villages. The town center is home to our movie theater, Sinopolis, to Orange County National Golf Course, to Orlando Health's ER and Hospital, to Fire Station 44. It's a place where the whole Horizon West community can come together for annual events, like the Bears Who Care 5K, coming up soon, holiday runs, and of course the Horizon West Fest. Today, with the image of this ring in mind, we'll talk about how the Church of Jesus Christ is called to be more than just a place we come to, like a building. The Church is a place we are sent from. It's a hub for us to love and serve the broader community. This is best expressed in Ephesians 2. Christ is our peace. He made both Jews and Gentiles into one group. With his body, he broke down the barrier of hatred that divided us. He canceled the detailed rules of the law so that he could create a new person out of the two groups, making peace. He reconciled them both as one body to God by the cross, which ended the hostility to God. When he came, he announced the good news of peace to you who are far away from God and to those who are near. We both have access to the Father through Christ by this one spirit. So now you are no longer strangers and aliens. Rather, you are fellow citizens with God's people as you belong to God's household. As God's household, 
We are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. The whole building is joined together in him, and it grows up into a temple that's dedicated to the Lord. Christ is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. Well, as we begin this new series called Finding God in Horizon West, we're beginning our journey at the town center. And I asked in the comments if anybody lives in the town center uh, to let us know in the comments. And if you're thinking to yourself, I'm not exactly sure where I live. Let me make sure to point you to an excellent resource. Uh, It's uh, put together by the team at Horizon West Happenings. Uh, They put out this magazine each year. You can pick a copy up here at the Grove House. You can also find these a lot of different places around town. And it includes uh, maps, articles, stories, even local providers for all kinds of things. Um, and, And perhaps if you want to learn more now, you can check them out at Horizon West Happenings, their Facebook group and their page. They are just a really amazing team of people who are helping to bring the community together and help it to grow in smart ways. So uh, Cynthia mentioned that she lives in the village of Bridgewater, which is uh, the one where we also have our space and our studio here. And if you live in somewhere like Independence or Summerport or even Summer Lake, you're village of Bridgewater. Uh, So take a look at that magazine. Pick up your copy if you haven't done so already. And as we journey through this series, these are the kind of places we're going to be talking about. Um, This morning in particular, we're looking at the Hamlin Ring. And I love this idea of how a circle or a hub can really help us to understand God's plan for the church and God's plan for us as a part of the church. And so this morning, that's what we're going to begin to look at is this idea of circleness. I don't know if that's a word or not, but I like it and I'm going to use it. The idea of circleness that we have together. So I want to begin by talking about the church as a gathering place. And then I want to talk about two different other ways that we can see the church. But I think the church at least begins with this idea of the church as a gathering place. And for us as believers or as someone who's maybe moving new to the community and looking for a church community, that is the piece that makes the most sense to us. Most often, you know, pre-pandemic, we would gather together at a specific place, at a specific time, on a specific day, and we would have church, as many would say. And I think that idea of a local place and a local community makes the most sense to us when we think about what is the church and what is its purpose? It's the place that we go on a Sunday to be with other believers and to connect and to grow in our faith. And that makes a lot of sense. And for us, we feel a particular call to serve our community of Horizon West. Uh, We want to not just be a place and a group that meets here in the community, but also a group that serves the community. I think for most of us, we, we get this idea of church. Like this makes sense, right? It's the place that we gather, the place that we miss, the place that we wish more than anything was safe to go back to together right? We understand that the church is a gathering place. I want to also talk about the way that the church is an encircling place, an encircling place. And that's the idea that, that broadens out the spectrum a little bit, that reminds us that, that yes, the church with a, a lowercase c is a, 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 maybe a physical place that we go to. But you and I know that there's a lot more to, to church 
than to just the place that we go to. It's, it's also about what we experience when we're there and, and who we encounter when we're there and opening ourselves up to the opportunity that, that God wants to speak with us and, and speak to us and, and really communicate the love that God has for us in, in profound and real ways. And so the idea of, of the church is that it also encircles us together. You know, I think of that, that Hamlin ring and, and how the Hamlin Town Center is designed to, to bring together people from all the different villages so we can, you know, shop at the larger stores that maybe we don't have in our local areas, right, in our local villages. It also brings us together at larger restaurants and brings us together so we can see other people at large events. And, and this is part of the concept of church. It's that it unites us together in the good and in the bad season. And I recognize that's why this season is hard for many, because the peace that we relied on, the, the gathering together of God's people, is not something we can go to. I mean, yes, we can do it from home, and I'm glad we can do this, but we'll be honest, like this isn't the ideal for anybody, right? It works, it helps, it's good, it keeps others safe, but this isn't the ideal. Because for us, the church as the circling place is a place where we can be united in the good and the bad. But I want to remind us and encourage us that even in this time of, of separation and distancing, that we can still experience the benefits of the community of faith, even when we're separate. Because we can still find ways to nurture and to grow together. One of my favorite things as I look over to my left here and see the comment stream is just everyone who kind of jumps in and says, you know, good morning, or, or, or when someone else sees someone else and they kind of comment like, hey, it's good to see you, or they share something or answer a question, we, we can still be together in different ways. Because the idea of an encircling community is that it helps us to grow and to be nurtured and to be strengthened for all that we face each day. But the idea of the church is also something or some ones that should challenge us and push us. The community of faith should never just check off all the boxes of things that we already think and believe. It should challenge us and push us further into faith and further into relationship with people who perhaps are quite different or have had quite different life experiences than we have. And that's one of the pieces that I love about the most about God's church is it puts me in relationship with people that I would probably not otherwise connect with. I think by default, we're kind of hardwired to line ourselves up with people who are most like us. And a lot of communities and neighborhoods are designed to bring people together of similar socioeconomic status or, or, or same plat or life space or those kinds of things or affinity groups. And a church pulls from all different directions and brings people from across the spectrum together around a common purpose to worship God. And that's one of the beauties of Horizon West is that it's intentionally designed to bring together different, in particular, types of houses. Uh, and so whether that is, is condos or a single family home or, or maybe a more expensive house or maybe an apartment, when you drive around and you see all these different types, the design is that it brings together a, a more diverse socioeconomic offering. And I believe that makes us better as a community. And I believe that makes us better as a church. 
Because when we're challenged, what it reminds us is one thing in our faith that it points us to the God of hope, to Jesus Christ. And if anything, church tells us we are not God, but we have found the one who is. And we can't save ourselves, but we know the one who can. And we can't make sense of all that's wrong in the world, but we know the one who can. And so the church reminds us of who we are and who God has called us to be. As I mentioned, it also helps us to rethink who our enemy is. And this was a big part of Jesus' message is who is our neighbor? Because the question then like now is who can I associate with, but who can I also exclude because they're just so different than me? I love this passage that came up in our reading from today uh, in Second or sorry, in Ephesians 2.14 where it says, with his body, this is Jesus' body, with his body he broke down the barrier of hatred that divides us. The unifying factor of the church is that it unites together people who we might be told or taught are our enemy because something about who they are or something about their life or something about their beliefs is different than ours. And so we are maybe taught and told that they are other and separate and different. And yet, we find a unity in our common worship of God. Right? And so it, it unites us together with people that we probably wouldn't connect with otherwise. I love this quote in the same vein from John Wesley. Uh, John Wesley was the founder of Methodism, and we're a new United Methodist Church. And John Wesley wrote this uh, centuries ago. He said, Though we cannot think alike, may we not love alike. May we not be of one heart, though we are not of one opinion. Without all doubt, we may. And wow, that just feels so different than what, than what I hear and oftentimes how I respond to things. I think there are so many people that I'm not like and there are so many ways that I feel disunited from others. And here is a vision that says we can love alike, though we are different. We may not agree on everything, we may not have one opinion, but we may have one heart. And, and, and this, the only way that happens is when community comes together and allows that diversity and when the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in us. Because then we can see others not through our own eyes and our own biases and prejudices, but through the eyes of God who made all people and who made all people in God's image. That's huge. And that's the point of the church is to draw these wider circles that bring people together and include also in another way, those who have been historically excluded from the church. I mean, I've cast a vision of the church here as one that just unites people in love and, and in their differences and brings them together. But, but let's be honest, like we have not as the church done this well in the centuries since Jesus, Right. In every age and in every stage, we have, we have found ways, often with the justification of the Bible, to say, well, well, you're good and I'm okay with you, but this group, they don't fit. Right? The church has excluded in every century those. I mean, just in recent history, the church was divided between, between whites and blacks. And, and 
And some were welcome in some churches, but not in others. Or women couldn't hold all the same roles that men could. Right? And, and it is not that long ago that some of these barriers were removed. And there is still a lot of work to be done. In the church today, we see this division with, with those in the, the LGBTQ community and where the church has really just said, stay over there. My hope is that Citrus Church does offer a refreshing invitation to everybody and that it does become an inclusive and diverse community and that we can reverse the harm that's been done, in particular to the LGBTQ community, and also creating space uh, for women in leadership that has been historically kind of denied. And I do hope that we, we look a lot like our community. You know, my goal for Citrus in my heart is that we would reflect the demographics of our neighborhood. And so that we wouldn't just be one type of people who gather, but that when we gather a Citrus Church, that we see the diversity that we see in our neighbors next door and those who live above us or below us in our apartments. To me, that's God's heart for every community of faith. And this happens when we worship and when we pray together and when we get together in small groups with people who are like us and people who are different from us. So, Shameless plug for our small groups that are coming up. If you want to help encircle yourself around others that can help build and encourage you up and also put yourself in situations with people who are different than you and learn and grow and, and challenge yourself in your perspective, check out a small group. You can find them at today at citruschurch.org, of course. You, you know, if anything, the pandemic that we're experiencing has reminded me that the church is not a building. That the church is the people of God. It's the people that I can see kind of in the news feed. Uh, those who are sharing uh, and connecting where they are. I, I see that uh, Sandra lives in Hamlin. So she's in the Hamlin Town Center. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, the, that the pandemic has reminded us that we are not just a building. We are a community of people united together, not just for our own good, but for the common good of our community. And our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to look more like God's desire. And that starts with each one of us experiencing Jesus' love for us and for others where we work, live, and play. And so the, the third and kind of last piece I want to talk about of the church, we talked about it's a place we gather, a place where we are encircled together, and it's a place we're also sent from, Right? We're sent from church. And this doesn't just happen when we're together in person. When the service ends and the live stream turns off and Facebook decides what it thinks you should watch next in this feed, it's not just that it's an end, it's a send. And, and that's the idea of the church is that the church is supposed to be a strategic base. The church is a strategic base from which Christians move out into the structures of society. Uh, and one of the best ways I can think to illustrate this, and that's been most practical for me, uh, comes from a United Methodist Church in the little Florida city of DeBerry. DeBerry is kind of north of Orlando, and because of its central point, we used to have a lot of our pastor's gatherings there. Uh, it was easy to get to. It had a lot of parking. It was uh, a nice space. And I noticed that whenever I leave, they had placed a sign at the exit from their church. And uh, 
this isn't the exact sign, but this is the same concept right here. Yep, sorry. There we go. You are now entering the mission field. And I love that. And if I can tell you why I love that, it's because this sign as an exit from their parking lot was a reminder that church isn't just a thing we do on Sunday mornings. It's a, it's a way of life. It's a community of people who see our mission as sharing God's love in the world. And so it's a reminder that when we leave this space, we are sent out into, the, into God's mission in the world. And for me, that matters because uh, when I first really came to my own faith and in my last year of high school, my first year of college, one of the things that I got the most excited about was that each Sunday I'd get to go to church and be with my friends and, and be with this community. And at the end of the service, I knew that we were going to lunch together. And so in the, in the parking lot of my head, the question and the thought that I had as we left was, where are we going to lunch? That was my mission, was where are we getting lunch together? And that's great. And I miss that. And there's nothing wrong with us gathering together with others after lunch for a meal. Kind of sounds like how Jesus did it, right? But my focus became on how can I continue this community that I already have and kind of think about my needs and what I want. And the shift of this is that it gets us thinking about my work, my life, my play. And in all these different areas of my life, God wants to use me and you to share the love of Christ for all. We have a mission, and you don't have to be ordained as a pastor. In fact, God designed it so that each one of us who consider ourselves part of the church have this mission to share the refreshing invitation to Jesus. So each week, this week in particular, we are invited to draw the circle wider as we are sent out from this space to extend the invitation to others to, to believe, to maybe begin their faith journey by introducing them to Jesus, maybe to encircle others and to let them know that they are cared for and seen and loved, and to remind others who are part of the community of faith that they too are sent into their work, home, and play and life to be God's representatives. The church of Jesus exists not just in the world, but for the world and with the world. Paul sums it up in the book of Ephesians here as he writes, Christ is the building. Christ is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. And if you catch the nuance here, what Paul is saying, because of course these folks were meeting in homes back then because they didn't have physical church buildings yet. And if they did, they were just kind of the large room of someone's home. Jesus is building you into a place where God lives through the Spirit. And so if we worry less about the building and more about the people, we recognize that God is sending us to be the church for and with the world. That's a daunting task that is challenging, but God is with us. So I just want to encourage you to think about this this morning. Where are you at in this kind of spectrum that we've talked about of church? Are you seeking a gathering place? Uh, I noticed that some are still moving to the area. Uh, Dawn mentions that her house is going to be finished soon in Village I. 
And the idea that so many are moving to this area, maybe you're at the stage where, where you're still seeking a community of faith here locally. And I'm so glad that you're checking it out and joining in with us. Maybe you're at the stage where you're seeking a place to encircle you, to build you up, to give you a place to serve. And maybe the next step for you is taking a step into a small group and putting yourself into those circles with others, whether it's online or in person, whatever you're comfortable with. Maybe the next step for you is that you're ready to be sent out. I mean, we all are called to be, but you're really feeling that tug in your heart to say, God, I want to really live into your call to to live my life, my work and my home and my play with my eyes open to what it is that you want to do and how I can share your love in new and unique ways. In summary, what I want to say is that if you're feeling like that's a tug on your heart, you can take those next steps. We try to make it easy because online it's kind of hard to navigate. Um, We try to make it easy by just saying you can click at todayatcitrus.org and find all those examples. But just to kind of leave us with one last practical and tangible example of what I think the church should look like. I experienced this about a year ago before the pandemic when we were at Magic Kingdom one day. Uh, And we are longtime Disney fans, and both my wife and I were employed by Disney at one point in time. We met on the college program. Um, So we feel like we've we've got a good sense of that, but we were there with our kids, and it was coming up time for the parade, and we were looking around for the best spot, and unbeknownst to us, someone else was listening in as we were just discussing back and forth, where would the best spot be for us and for the kids and some shade and to get a good view of the parade? And I didn't realize it, but a, a custodial cast member was standing just right next to us and, and just kind of interjected into our conversation and said, hey, I could help you find the best spot. And over the next couple of minutes, took a minute to just kind of find out what we needed and what we're looking for and kind of direct us to what they felt would be a really good viewing spot for us in the park. And I have realized in that encounter and in my time working for Disney that the custodial cast members are probably the most overlooked cast members, probably the least glamorous role. My hunch is that there's not a lot of people kind of breaking down the door to get into that role. And yet, they are the most essential. They are the most helpful in my experience. And in my experience, they have been the most friendly and outgoing and the most, I should say, the best example of all that Walt Disney hoped that the park would be and that, that the culture would be. You see, for me, when I worked at Disney, I worked in Fantasyland, and because of our costuming, we couldn't cross into the Liberty into um, Liberty Square, and we couldn't go into Tomorrowland because we didn't fit in those areas. Right? The custodial cast member is able to move through every land and through every space and connect with people on every level and at every place, right? And I think. That is a good model for who we are called to be as the church, right? God doesn't want us to think of ourselves as just fitting in one category. And because of our life, our age, our demographic, our orientation, our our income as only kind of fitting in one land. You and I are called to be custodial cast members who move through all the different levels of our community in all the different ways. And in each space are listening in to the needs of those around us and helping them to find the best spot. I mean, I wish we had a parade that kind of went through the Hamlin Town Center. That'd be really cool. But you and I are listening out for what are the hurts? What are the needs? What are the places we can encourage? Where is there division that we can bring unity? Where are the places we need to bring peace? 
And as we move through these different ways and as we listen, God's Spirit will work in us and through us to create the kind of community that represents God's vision for the world. It's a big task, but God has equipped us to do it. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.